Welcome to the A-Game Podcast. I am your host, Aiden O'Neill, and I've been waiting for this for a very, very long time. This is episode one of hopefully many to come, but I want to give you a little background of why I'm starting this podcast after all. In an effort to go to a, a successful school or just make money in the future talking about sports, I wanted to bring you my knowledge on certain topics. It's a it's a hobby of mine, but I also want to make it a career. Um, and I know that it all starts somewhere. So I would love for it to start here. And I hope you guys continue to support me. Um, go follow the Instagram at the A Game Podcast. And uh, let's just do this together. That's all I got. But as far as sports go, I hope you all have had a great week watching them. I hope you all have had a great Sunday watching them. But I'm going to start in the PGA. Colin Morikawa wins the British Open, posting a 66 on the day of 15 under overall. Jordan Spieth ends up coming in second. He was my pick to win the tournament. And then to finish out the rest, you have John Rahm and Oosthuizen tied at third. They split the purse. And then Fratelli at fifth. Kepka Hughes tied for sixth. And then we have Berger, Johnson, and Scheffler, as long as McIntyre, all tied for eight. It's unbelievable what Colin Morikawa is doing at only age 24. In eight major attempts, he's already won two. Just unbelievable from the former Cal Bear. And I also like what I saw from Spieth this weekend. As we know, Spieth has struggled throughout the last couple years of his career, but it seemed that this year he's flipped the page to when he first started. Colin Morikawa is coming out. He's He's trying to establish himself as one of the greatest to ever do it. If he keeps it up at this rate. And uh, Dustin Johnson continues to finish in the top 10 in almost every single tournament. So that's what I have for the PDC. I believe Colin Morikawa won $2 million for that tournament. An extremely class act. I love him. Um, And I also love Spieth. Class act and defeat. Uh, But just a great weekend overall for, for the golf. And I can't wait for the next one. But we also had two nights ago. We had the Suns. And the Milwaukee Bucks take on each other in the NBA Finals. I'm going to go a little more in depth on the NBA because it's not as intuitive as the PGA. We haven't seen as much in the PGA as of late, but we've seen a couple games in the Finals. Game 5 just concluded. The Bucks scrape out a really, really tough victory on the road, and it's incredible what they're doing. Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton all go off in Game 5, and Holiday's impact on the defensive end as well as the offensive end is what propelled them to victory. I really liked how Devin Booker has played over these last couple games. He's been one of the best in the series, uh, to put it simple. But Chris Paul did step up last game, which he didn't step up in game four. And I thought that was going to be the difference. I thought that Chris Paul was going to be the difference whether the Suns won or lost. Now, Chris Paul came out and he balled. He balled. Was Was he clutched on the stretch? Maybe not as clutch as you would have liked, but he balled. He hit some big shots with about six minutes left in the fourth. He hit that big three on the ball movement. And, you know, it's just phenomenal what the Suns have been able to do. It's just defensively, they haven't been as good as the Bucs. I heard (laughs) people are calling Devin Booker the next Kobe Bryant. Let's slow our roll. Okay, let's slow down. Devin Booker is not even close to as good of a defender as Kobe. He's not. He's a good scorer, great scorer, but we got to see him win a couple championships first. So now the Suns, they're down. They're down three two. They got to head back to Milwaukee, hostile environment. 
If I were to pick a winner for game six, I'd pick the Bucks by about 15. I do not see the Suns winning on the road. I believe the Bucks have only lost one game on the road all postseason. So what would make me think they they change now? So I've got the Bucks as your 2021 NBA Finals winners. I think Giannis will get Finals MVP, no question if they win. I'd love to see a Game 7. I just don't see it happen. Um, it's phenomenal. Like I said, I'll reiterate it once again. It's phenomenal what the Bucks have been able to do. And Coach Budenholzer, he's saving his job. Going into the playoffs, it's basically championship or bust or you're out. You're on the hot seat. He's been on the hot seat all playoffs, and he's delivered, delivered, delivered. Does it help to have a top five player in the league in Giannis? Of course. But he has continued to coach these boys up into, into success, simply. LeBron also was sitting courtside last night. Fun to see a lot of other stars in the building. Or, I excuse me, not last night. Um, the night before. Or, it was last night. I apologize. But, um, no, it just feels so surreal because it feels like it was so long ago. But, just really... What a what a steal and pass by Holiday there at the end to seal it and the end one by Giannis, uh, all around just just a really good performance from the Bucks, um, and I think those fans are going to be ready for Game Six and I, I see the Bucks winning that one. As far as the NBA offseason goes, there's a lot of free agents, a lot of role player free agents. We're not seeing a big pool of big name free agents, um, but the big the big question is: Does Kawhi stay with the Clippers? Now, I see Kawhi left the Toronto Raptors after winning a massive championship in 2019. Everybody loves him in the city. Raptor fans are great. I mean, obviously, as a Warrior fan myself, I didn't like when they cheered when KD tore his Achilles. But overall, they're passionate. And I think they know what they're talking about in sports. So when they saw Kawhi leave, there were question marks. And obviously, the Raptors didn't even make the postseason this year. And that's frustrating. They're trying to, they're trying to create a rebuild now that Kawhi left. But if, mark my words, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, if he doesn't ever come to the Clippers, they might win another championship. They're making at least one more Easter Conference Finals. Did he screw himself over? Kind of, but according to him, the only reason he's back with LA, obviously, you, you know, you have great pieces with Paul George and some other role players like Batum, but it's because that's where he's from. You know, he grew up in Riverside. He went to school in San Diego. He's he's from California, so it was probably refreshing for him. He's never been able to play in California. He wanted to give it a try. Now, where does Kawhi go if he wants out? Uh, I see a lot of possibilities. I think the Warriors are a possibility, even though I'm a Warriors fan, non-biased. I just think they have the necessary young pieces. They have some draft picks they can give away if the Clippers are in the rebuild mode. Now, the Mavericks could also be suitors because Luka and Kawhi, that would be a deep playoff run in the making. But if I was Kawhi Leonard, I'm staying with the Clippers. Think of it like this. If Kawhi Leonard is healthy, do the Clippers really lose to the Suns? Do they? Of course not. They don't lose to the Suns. The Clippers were banged up all series. Kawhi Leonard had a partially torn ACL. Obviously, he's not going to play on that. People questioning, why is Kawhi not sitting sideline? Maybe because he wants to hang with his family. I understand the criticism that you can give for him. But when you have a partially torn ACL, we can't hate the guy too much. We can't hate on him. Kawhi Leonard, when healthy, is a top five player in the NBA. When healthy. 
Now, if he's not healthy, I think Luca's better than him. I think Luca's number six right now. I posted that on my Instagram, by the way. But I think Luca is six at the moment. He's on the rise. He's almost averaging a triple-double every night out. He's coming out every single night and dropping a triple-double. So, like I said, I'll reiterate it. I'm going to use the word reiterate a lot because I want to emphasize some certain points. Kawhi Leonard should stay with the Clippers because Paul George balled these playoffs. He played phenomenal. If they had if they had Kawhi Leonard with the way Paul George played, they would have been in the finals and they would have gave they would have gave, hear me out. They would have gave the Phoenix Suns not only a run for their money, but they would have beat the Suns and they would have gone to the finals and competed with the Bucks. Gave the Phoenix Suns a run for their money, beat the Suns, and gone to the finals with the Bucks. Because Tyron Lue, in my opinion, Tyron Lue's an overrated coach. But he's still a good coach defensively. And with those that group, Paul George and Kawhi are known for their defense. You have great role players, Patrick Beverly, great defender. Reggie Jackson balled out all playoffs. But that team is good defensively. And when you're good defensively, you can beat anybody. You can put Kawhi on Giannis and hold him to jump shots. Giannis is still going to get his buckets because great players still score no matter what. But they would have gave him, they would have given him some tough competition. And the reason I say Tyron Lue is overrated, going back to that point, is because people think he's so great because he won a championship in 2016. You have to remember you have LeBron James. That's the second greatest player of all time. It's not just no nobody. I mean, you're gonna get your buckets. If you're LeBron, you're going to get your buckets, regardless of who your coach is. You're going to get triple doubles. LeBron had those great games in the Garden. He had those great games against Golden State. He had the block against Golden State in Game 7. He's had all these memorable moments, and Tyron Lue has been just in the wings watching it. So that's why I don't think Tyron Lue should get the credit. Of course you get credit as a coach if you come back from 3-1, but Tyron Lue's career has been overrated because of LeBron James. And that's the LeBron James effect. So, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, drawing back to that point, I stay with the Clippers. Now, there's some other free agents out there, including Kelly Oubre Jr. I don't know if he's a free agent, but I I believe he has a buyout opportunity. But I think Kelly Oubre will be gone. I don't see him staying with the Warriors. I see a lot of other role players in the league changing teams. But the one team that needs another player and the player on the block is Damian Lillard. And I think that Damian Lillard should go to the Miami Heat. Now, the Miami Heat, if you remember, were in the bubble in 2020 during COVID. And they played phenomenal. Tyler Hero played out of his mind. I know this year he played awful. People call it saying, oh, head of the Shanghai Sharks. No. He's still a good role player. He can still come off the bench. But Damian Lillard in a Miami Heat uniform could lead them to the Eastern Conference Finals. I also, I also would love for Damian Lillard to be a Sixer. The Philadelphia 76ers, in my opinion, you go all in, all in on Damian Lillard because you want to maximize Joel Embiid's prime. Ben Simmons is not going to get it done. I've been saying it for multiple years, ever since Ben Simmons won that fraud rookie of the year in his second year of the league. The dude cannot shoot. 
And I'm not hating on Ben Simmons. I think if he got the right player development, he could be great. He could be great. He's a phenomenal passer. He's a great rebounder. He's 6'10". Length. If he just developed the jump shot. I'm not saying a a Trey Young jump shot where you're shooting 23s a game. No. I'm saying you shoot a couple threes a game, make it respectable, you space the floor. But that's not going to work when you have Joel Embiid alongside you. The situation Ben Simmons needs to be put in is a situation where he could space the floor and he has shooters around him to drive and kick, almost like what Giannis has in Milwaukee. That's the situation Ben has to have. So if I'm the Sixers, I move on from Ben in a package deal to acquire Damian Lillard. So you bring Ben Simmons to the Trailblazers. And then the Trailblazers get shooters around him. They get Seth Curry back maybe in that deal for Dame. They get some other pieces for Ben to kick. Kick to drive and kick. He'll average a triple double a game. He will if he's in the right situation. And Damian Lillard will make the Philadelphia 76ers title contenders. Now, don't get me wrong. The Brooklyn Nets are the title favorites come this offseason in the East, regardless of what the Milwaukee Bucks do, because they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. If they all come back healthy, there's nobody beating that team healthy. The Bucks took advantage of an injury of Kyrie Irving and James Harden basically playing on one leg. They took advantage. So props to them. They're probably going to get their first NBA championship. And I think they have the pieces to compete with the Nets again next year. But regardless of depth, if you have Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, I can't put that past you. I can't put a championship past you. You're my title favorites. You're at least making the finals in the East. And a lot of other NBA news has gone on, but those were the main points. Moving on to the MLB, a lot going on this week. We had, unfortunately, we had a, a scare, a scare yesterday between the Nationals and Padres game. There was a shooting outside of the stadium. I usually don't talk about this stuff, but um, it was just really scary. And I feel, feel for all the fans in the stadium. Um, I hope everyone is doing well today. And... Um, they're okay with that. But the San Diego Padres are heating up. The Dodgers are heating up. The Giants are hot. That NL West division, if we focus on that, is the best division in baseball. It is the most competitive. Those three teams would be leading almost every other division by seven or eight games. Think about that. Let that sink in. Seven or eight games in every other division. But the Giants are only up by... Up by one game on the Dodgers. Only up by about six games, five games on the Padres. It's tight. Yeah, the Diamondbacks and Rockies, are t- they're terrible. But that division is super, super close. Jacob deGrom also went on the IL today. Super unfortunate. He's trying to chase Bob Gibson's ERA title. He's trying to become one of the all-time greats. And I think that if he is healthy, the Mets can go deep into the playoffs. That starting rotation is phenomenal. Stroman's a head case. He got in a fight the other day with the Pittsburgh Pirates player that I've never heard of. And I don't know why. You've got to keep your temper to yourself. It's a bad look. I have Marcus Stroman on my fantasy team. It was a bad look. I didn't like it. But if that team is healthy and they get their mental together, their mental state together, and their their bats wake up a little bit. I know Lindor's banged up and McNeil's banged up, but... If they get back, they can make it they can make a run. Same with the Brewers, the Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff. 
Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, all phenomenal. And it is a great sight to see. The MLB, in my opinion, is in the best state it's been in for the last 20 years. So much freaking talent. So much. I had a question on my Instagram the other day. Who's going to win the AL MVP? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Shohei Otani? In other years, they would both be runaway winners. Vlad's competing for a triple crown, and we're still not sure if he's going to win the MVP because we have a guy named Shohei Otani who's doing stuff that we've never seen since Babe Ruth. And he's doing it with more velocity, more power, more launch angle. It is absolutely absurd. And then in the NL, we have Fernando Tatis Jr., arguably the face of baseball. So exciting. Electric. Night in, night out. And we have Jacob deGrom. In my life, my 16 years of living, I have never seen this much talent in a league as a whole. Now, there's been so much talent coming through. So much freaking talent. The MLB has been in a good state, but the electricity that these guys bring right now, Ronald Acuna also, prayers up to him after tearing his ACL. Juan Soto, all these dudes are killers. Bad men. And they know what they're doing. They're making baseball fun to watch. Fun to watch. In, in the AL, in my opinion, if Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Wins the Triple Crown. He is my MVP. I love Shohei. Shohei's hitting 60 homers. So if if Shohei posts a 65 homer season with a 2-9 ERA, how do you not pick him? How do you not pick him? I don't know. I'm conflicted. We should have a co-MVP. Vlad and Shohei should get the MVP. It's just absurd. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I can't. If someone asked me on the on the Instagram comment, at least I said, right now, Shohei would be the winner, considering Vlad doesn't have the triple crown yet. But if he ends up getting the triple crown, I don't know. I don't know. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing that I'm conflicted. That means we have a ton of talent in the league. Tons and tons. But... I'm going to conclude that for the MLB today. A lot of stuff going on for this next week. We've got the Giants and Dodgers playing in LA. Four-game set. That's going to be must-see TV. Yankees and Red Sox are finishing up a series tonight on Sunday Night Baseball. I'm going to go tune into the end of that. But it is just, I'm so pleased with what the MLB is doing. Yes, Rob Manfred's been kind of a poor commissioner. No one likes him. But I don't like the seven-inning rule, either in the doubleheaders. I don't like runner starts on second. But as far as talent goes, the MLB is in the best position it's been in for the last 20 years. Moving on, many of you guys know this. I play darts. uh, I play youth darts actually around the country. And it's a passion of mine. I love playing darts. My dad introduced it to me when I was four. I've been playing ever since. I was on the USA national team for a little bit. Um, and now I've just, you know, with COVID, it's hard to get back out um, and travel the country again. But I'm going to get back into it in these next couple of years. But I want to talk about the, the 2021 Bet- Betfred World Match Play, which is the big tournament going on right now. Um, I don't know if a lot of you guys know about darts, but there are a lot of good players. It's very electric. It's kind of like the Euros. But Gerwin Price, Michael Van Gerwen, all these guys, if you guys want to get into darts, they're phenomenal.
Gerwin Price won today. Jose, Jose DeSalza, who's another phenomenal guy up and coming. He won 10-2. And it is just getting more and more fun to watch. So if you guys can DM me on Instagram and let me know if you want me to talk more about darts, that would be great. Moving on really quick. I just talked about the Euros. I'm going to talk about it again. Wow. Wow is all I have to say. I'm part Italian, so I was rooting for Italy all the way there. I also don't like when everyone roots for one team like they all rooted for England. So I was all Italy. They got it done in PKs. Just wow. I love the electricity of soccer. It brings me joy. I'm really get, getting into it now. I'm starting to watch it a lot more. But I, lo- I love English fans. I love Italian fans. Just, just the whole nine yards. They're, they're really, they're really a, a, a blessing, you know, to put it simply. A blessing for sports to see fans that into it all the time. And to cap off... This podcast, only 21 minutes long, but I'm going to get longer as we go. I want you guys to make sure you follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. I'm going to post this link in my bio. It's going to be in my bio. And I'm going to, I want, I just want suggestions. That's all I ask. I want, I want opinions. Give me your top 10 NBA all time. Give me your top 10 quarterbacks in the league. I want stuff like that. Stuff that I can respond to on a podcast. So then it's more interesting for you guys. I'm answering your questions. That's what I want. So I'm going to be signing off here. We're going to start doing it hopefully every single day soon. But for now, we're going to be doing Sunday night's 6.30 p.m. release. And I hope this finds you well. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Peace.